Now I'm going to invite Angie to come back again and read today's passage. And we're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through to 8. So if you've got your Bibles uh, with you, follow along with this particular passage. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way in which you speak to us, instruct us, transform us by your spirit and through your word. And today, on this special occasion, when we sense that you are doing something new here at Lismore Baptist Church, We pray by your spirit and through your word you would speak to us. We will know that you have been leading us and through this that we give glory to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as I said, today is a a, a new day for Lismore Baptist Church. Now, to a certain extent, we're all called to go, and uh, it wasn't that long ago we were going through a, a series on Acts, and we simply called it Go, as we sensed the Lord was uh, calling us to be focused on going out into uh, the, the world to make disciples. And we've spent a lot of time on making disciples, discipleship making, whether it's through our building a discipleship culture, whether it's through Alpha, whether it's through our growth groups or whatever. We've been looking at the making of disciples as we've been called to go. Today I want to focus on this particular passage in Isaiah chapter 6. And it was about 750 years, 750 years before Christ came that Isaiah saw this vision. Now if you've got that, that in your Bibles in front of you there, you'll see it and it's good to reflect on it again. This is this incredible vision that Isaiah receives. Isaiah saw God's glory. Isaiah saw God's holiness. The interesting thing as 
Isaiah sees the holiness and the, 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 the glory of God, it becomes aware of the truth about himself. So Isaiah sees the truth about himself, that he's not God, that he's not perfect. God, Isaiah also saw the contrast between himself and God. The fascinating thing as we see in this passage is God didn't leave him there. As Isaiah became aware of his brokenness, Isaiah, in this moment we read in Isaiah 6 that Isaiah was cleansed. And as Isaiah was cleansed, Isaiah was commissioned. And as a result of this amazing experience we read in Isaiah 6, and if we had the time we would read on, that uh, Isaiah was commissioned and compelled to respond and to go to this call, to fulfill this call that God had upon Isaiah's life. Now, there's going to be some parallels between what we've read today and what we are going through here as Lismore Baptist Church. But the key point I want to make in all of this, I'm going to make three, three observations about this. The first one is this, that in any call, in any endeavour, in any desire to make any difference in the world round about us and make uh, an effect in a positive way with the people round about us, it has to start with God. Now, this is pretty obvious. I know you're all nodding your head going, yeah, this is pretty obvious. But we need to remind ourselves from time to time, don't we? Because we get off in our own little agendas. We have great ideas. We have great thoughts about what we could do and everything. But unless it starts with God, let's just say that it probably won't be long lasting. Okay? It needs to start with God. And too often, and sometimes we've got a great heart. We want to see people transform. We want to help people. Too often we start with people before we start with God. Now, I don't have to tell you the obvious here, but there's not many people mentioned in this vision in Isaiah 6, isn't it? There's people's not mentioned in this, this part. It is the center of this vision is the glory of God. And so in our own desires, in our own ministries, in our own thoughts about any difference we made in our own goals, so in the same way, God should be at the center of all that we seek to do. We don't go because um, people are better when they receive Christ, though they are. That should not be our motivation. We don't go because marriages are rescued when people surrender to Christ, though they are. We don't go because nations can live in peace when founded on God's truth, though they are. And all of those are honourable things, but we don't go because of those reasons. We go because it starts with God. We go first because of God. We go because of His glory. We go because we have been touched by His love. That's the first point I want to make is that anything that we do that is going to be long-lasting and is going to bring glory to God has got to start with God. The second point I want to make is this. So it starts with God's the first point. The second one is this. We go because of the need of others. 
Now, we do bring others into this picture because ultimately any ministry that we do is going to address particular needs of people. It's got to be a distinct second point after we start with God. If we start with the spirit and mind of Christ, we will have a burden for people. And I think the most obvious way that this occurs is that when our desire starts with God, we develop a, from that we develop a burden for people, which is more than just feeling sorry for people. Do you know what I mean? If, it's, if, it's, if it starts with us, generally we just feel sorry for people. But there's something that's far deeper than that. And I know that there are people here this morning who could not agree with that, that there is a deeper thing that when God through Christ has transformed your life, you have a different way in which you look at people through the eyes of God in Christ, a burden for people. Now, it's interesting that Cassandra's shared what she shared this morning um, and uh, her, her journey over the, the last 16 days was following the, the life of Paul. And, and to a certain extent, Paul had a very similar parallel to Isaiah. <clears throat> you remember Paul, who formerly was called Saul, really didn't start until he had got this vision of God. Remember on the road to Damascus, he was on his way to, to slaughter Christians, but God had his way and he gave Saul a vision of himself. This is where it started. It started with God. And then Christ cleansed him and focused him. So many parallels between what's happened there between Isaiah and Saul, who became Paul. And later on, after the road to the Damascus experience, we read in Acts 19, verse 15, where the Lord says to Ananias, this is Ananias as a person who was involved in uh, Saul's uh, uh, start in ministry. He said, go, this man who is Saul, later to become Paul, Paul is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. This is the life of Paul, addressing the needs of people. The Gentiles, their leaders, Jews, they all needed Jesus. When we abide in Christ, we become instruments of, of God's plan, his rescue, his redemption, his reconciliation with himself for people. So we, we go because of the needs of people after we start with God. And the third one is this. We go because we are called. Everyone is called. We're called to go. And we're all called to a unique call. If we look around at the needs of people, if we were just to sort of say we, we need to address the needs of people, it can be incredibly overwhelming. I know, nearly 12 months ago, when we experienced the flood, there were people here. We need to help everyone. Can you help everyone? No. I, I, I love your ambition, but we, we can't reach every person. We can't help every single person. Where do we start? The need is so great. You could end up throwing, and I think this is what happens so often. People see the need is so great. In a physical sense, after the, the flood in Lisbon, there people just go, I'm just going to go and run away because I can't do anything, so it seems. I would love to reach every single person in Lismore, but I know that that's not my calling. That's why we need a call. 
we need to seek the Lord as to who he's called us to. Isaiah, God called Isaiah to a specific task for a specific group of people. Even Paul, we look at Paul and go, look at the mighty ministry of Paul. There were plenty of places Paul didn't go. He went on many missionary journeys. He didn't go to Africa. He didn't go to Asia. He didn't go uh, far east. He, he specifically, can I get that right? Specifically focused on an area that God gave to him. Paul received that call. It starts with God, a vision of him, his glory, and his love for the needs of people. And as simple as, as that is, the profound thing is that when we start with God, His love, His transforming power in our lives through what Christ has done, He will give us a burden for people and He will show us the call. And I, I've been incredibly privileged, I guess, to be, to be journeying with Dalhove and Rhonda and Steve and Erica as we've prayed and talked and reflected over the specifics of what this call would look like and we're going to hear about that very very soon but I find it fascinating when Isaiah gets to the end of this particular vision and God has revealed himself and his glory and his love to Isaiah he's shown him that need and as Isaiah looks at God through his vision sees the need the response to that question is, Isaiah says, here am I, send me. I'm sure Isaiah had no idea what that was going to look like, but he realised that he had been issued a call and could he not but step into that. So we have, we have four people here today as part of Lismore Baptist Church we're going to hear the fact that these people have, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but here am I, send me. Just for all of us, as we can usher that call as well, we're going to be hearing from these four and how we, together as the church of Lismore Baptist Church, are in the journey with them. So we're now going to invite Steve, Erica, Delhove, Rhonda to come down the front and will we show our appreciation as we hear from them this morning. Thanks. Thanks, John. Good morning, everyone. Do you know us all? Most of you would. Some of you mightn't know us all. So I'm Steve. This is Erica, Wyatt, my <coughs> wife. This is Rhonda. They are friends. And, uh, and Delhove. So, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> Yeah, so um, thanks for giving us a chance just to share a little bit of, of this thing, which is, you know, it's a journey we've been on for a while. Um, what we thought we'd do just with this little bit of time is run through what it's actually going to look like, what we're hoping for and so on, what we're stepping into, and then take any questions you've got. And then John's going to pray, organise just to pray for us. So that's what's happening. Sound all right? So in your bulletin this morning, there is a handout. And we, we've talked about um, this church plant for a while and in different ways, but 
what this does is it makes it a whole lot more concrete, I think. So we're hoping this will be helpful as you think about what we're launching into and what you're supporting in prayer and in other ways. Um, so here it is, a bit of paper. We'll just run through it. Is that all right? We'll just do that to start with. Okay. So, look, we're calling it the Northern Rivers Simple Church Network because we are hoping that what we are about to start is the beginning of a network. And our mission there is to grow a network of small Jesus-centered communities helping others to find love and serve Jesus. Pretty straightforward. Um, our values, you can see there, and they'll look familiar to you, I think. Jesus-centered, mission-shaped, relationally committed, people-empowering, and partnership-oriented. So we're going off to do this thing, but that partnership-oriented bit is really important to us. So what are we going to do? We're going to start with the core community who are committed to being on mission together. Um, and so that's going to be us and maybe one or two others right at the beginning. And we, our idea is that we are committed to being on mission together. We're not just meeting to have church. We are committed to being on mission together. And we're going to begin by listening. Um, how are we going to be inviting others to come to know Jesus? As we have a sense of God's leading and who he has brought together, we're going to explore opportunities for mission, either together or at least encouraging and supporting each other in different ways. So we're going to say a little, there's going to, a little bit more about what that might look like further down this page. We're going to create a safe environment to experiment and try different things. It's okay if some things don't work out. We're going to be willing to adapt and modify as we look for where God is at work in that. We're going to provide opportunities for other people to belong and to believe because those things go together. We're going to invite friends into opportunities to explore and grow in faith. Our idea is to stay small, so 12 to 40 in each community, including kids, and we think this has benefits for mission, for relationships, and for being able to respond to different things. Um, we will identify and raise up leaders right from the start. We'll be looking to do this who can then establish new small groups like this, seeking to multiply every 12 to 24 months or as God sees fit. That's the idea. What do we hope to see? We hope to see a small dynamic expression of the body of Christ on mission together and over time a growing network of these communities across our region. We've said 12 in five years. We hope God gets involved. Uh, we hope to see each community encouraging and supporting the others and inspiring transformation in existing church networks. And we hope to see regular first-time commitments to Jesus with lives and relationships being transformed and ongoing fruitfulness. So that's what we'll do and what, we'll, what we hope to see. Uh, the weekly gatherings, Sundays at 4.30pm. That's the idea. Alternating between what we're calling Follow Equip so we're calling this thing follow. Uh, so the meetings follow equip and follow explore. So follow equip will be fortnightly starting next week. And that's for the core team, the people that want to be on mission together. If others want to taste and see before committing to that, that, that that's going to be okay. But that's who it's for. At this gathering, we're going to look back, we're going to look up and we're going to look forward. 
what's God been saying to us what happened when we stepped out in obedience that's looking back looking up is going to involve opening the Bible and seek, seeking to hear what God wants to say to us it's going to involve prayer and worship and then looking forward is going to be about saying so what difference is that going to make for us in the week ahead what, are we, what is God calling us and leading us to do differently and so we're thinking we're going to do that 4.30 to 6 then we're going to eat together after that and we're going to start doing that at Suffolk Park see how that goes um, follow explore on the alternate fortnight same time uh, but that will be at Mullumbimby and this is designed around those who are interested in exploring what it means to follow Jesus uh, so uh, very much a Christian gathering to worship God but designed around those who are exploring faith so what we do will depend on who comes our initial plan is to be, begin by asking what are we thankful for and then open up the Bible to see what God wants to say to us especially around uh, the stories about Jesus and uh, the schedule is pretty much the same there connecting with others outside our community the initial ideas are these fortnightly Friday feasts at Mullumbimby um, so these aren't Christian worship gatherings these are a point for relationship and connection inviting people to come in um, with trying to go a little bit below just the superficial conversation with a thankfulness an opportunity for people to say thanks for something in the last week or so um, other ideas for connecting are a crochet group uh, strange but true uh, maybe a regular beach clean something to connect with the community where our ideas there are still open and that's why we say we begin by listening every four months we, we want, we're committed to uh, gathering with the broader church and share stories of what God is doing we're hoping that that's something that will happen here um, so ad admin and legalities uh, follow is initially going to come under the constitution and policies of the Associate Baptist Association the Simple Church Network we're going to have giving as part of things uh, we've got our initial leadership team noted there and if you find out more there's contact details so there it is that's the kind of plan for now as you can see we're going to be working some things out as we go um, that's it so any questions yeah, do you have any questions about what it might look like or things that occur to you about what it's going to mean for us yes Liz yeah well how about I give someone else a chance to talk yeah in our homes to start with anyway yeah the idea with like meeting in a home is that it's a, it's sort of a, a place where people are used to coming for like a, show, a social gathering and so it makes it more accessible to people. Um, so if, if it's not in a, it doesn't need to be in a home, it couldn't be in a different sort of a space, but perhaps um, it's important to us to keep it small and more intimate uh, and less sort of institutional feeling. Um, Visions from God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, word of mouth. So it's through it's through relational networks. 
Yeah. It's a good question. We, we, are, we are hoping to be very invitational so, um, so that the people involved with Follow um, will have people in their network who they see are maybe hungry to know more about Jesus and we're hoping to invite them into it. And if you're a Christian, um, we're hoping that um, we will find Christians who also would love to find a group who is on mission together. And if that's something, if you're a Christian and that's on your heart, we would also be hoping to invite you into that. So, yeah, we'll always be on the look for the people that God is bringing to us. And that's the whole idea of things like the feasts on Friday and so on, because, I mean, that's something these guys have done before. So we know it works in that cultural context in Mullumbimby. It's a thing that people are happy to do. And this whole kind of project is designed around trying to open doors for people that might be interested in faith who probably aren't going to turn up at, at, at Lismore Baptist Church just yet anyway. And so this is something which is easy to invite people into in that town. And uh, we're trying to do it in a way which is just fun and relational but digs a little bit below the surface. And out of those conversations, we've got to be prepared to invite people to go to the next kind of conversation if they're interested. Yeah, so that's how it's going to work. So it's relational, but it's, we're going to be very intentional about those relationships and making those opportunities. We've got to spend time with people who aren't Christians already. Mm. Yes, Cassie. Do you want to answer that, Erica? Um sort of and not like um, because we've been talking about this for a while and um, I've met one particular friend that I'm interested in bringing along and Del Hove's got some friends that he's been talking to so we've just kind of been waiting to start to be able to invite them um, but we've been talking to them about it as well so they're not going to be kind of like what's this you know so yeah. Yeah, probably similarly supported, but the difference would be um, these days the Baptist Association would call this a church too. So, um, you know, in the past there's been a bit of competition about what a real church is and people going, oh, this is the way church should be and then others going, no, it should be more like this simple church style. What our Baptist Association says these days is that we actually need all of that and we actually benefit from still being connected with each other um, and so we completely agree with that and uh, that's why we want that connection and so they would call this a church but not you know we, we need all kinds of churches mm. yeah any other so good that Casey was talking about buildings I mean, buildings are wonderful can be a wonderful thing but it's not the church is it the church is us yeah 
and uh, hmm. so um, what's on my heart this morning is that prayer is so so important to what we're about to do so we've we've not got very many connections you know to start this venture we've got an idea um, we feel like God's put this on our heart to do but we're looking at we're looking out into the future and we're thinking well is this going to work you know are there people out there who want to be part of something like this if they are how will we find them and so I think that uh, for us um, one of the huge ways that you can be involved in what we're doing is actually start praying for us that we meet these people that God wants us to meet um, and also that he puts us in connection with other Christians who, who want to do this sort of thing. But, yeah, so that's my, uh, you know, that's what I really would love uh, from you is that you would start to pray for us. Yeah. Totally. And uh, we want to start a list, actually. So at the bottom of that page is an email address. And if you would like to get prayer points emailed to you, I think, that's probably something we'd love to do. So you could just email us on that address and say, hey, we want to pray for you, and then we'll add you to that list. Um, I mean, that's the thing. When you start a church plant that isn't in a regular church building and is in homes and so on, uh, you can often attract a bunch of Christians who are feeling, have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about church and just want to go and do something kind of cool and different. And we're specific, and so you can grow a church quite well that way but are you actually contributing to the mission of God? I'm not sure. And so we're specifically saying we're not doing that. We don't want people, Christians, to just come to this uh, unless God's particularly put on that person's heart a desire to be part of this little group that's on mission together. Um, and uh, so what that means is that this isn't going to work very well unless God gets involved and actually brings people to faith because uh, that's how it's going to have to grow um, and when you think about how often we see people come to faith it, it's not always that often is it not as often as we'd like so we're really putting our cards on the table here and we're praying and we need your prayers and uh, like if it doesn't work we're going to have to pull the pin in a year or two and just say that's it we gave it a go but we really feel like there are people that could want to come to faith and this might provide a way so that's the burden on our heart that unique call or something uh, because we just got to give it a go for those ones um, but we don't want to be apologizing about faith we're not going to be watering things down we want to be unashamedly followers of Jesus uh, but just trying to open doors for people um, yeah does that make sense yeah any other questions? Yes, Jeremy. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully we're having a crack at something that God wants. The problem is, whatever we create is going to have its own problems, you know? They might be different to the ones we have in a place like this, but we'll have our own, right? We all have different strengths and different weaknesses, right? But we all should be seeking to be what God has actually called us to be. And this is us having a crack at that in a, in a certain way. Hmm. Um, we've got a fairly good handle on Byron Shire and Christian Lee, what's going on there. I wouldn't say we'd know everything, but um, we've got a fairly good handle on it. No, um, is, is what I would say. I, I don't, I mean, except for I would hope that in time um, we might provide a bit of a model for people, a little bit of inspiration for um, other churches. That would be fantastic. But no... Um, I don't see it, that it's very likely that we will be um, kind of stealing church members from other churches. Also, we've got a, a really good relationship with the Byrads Shire Ministers Fellowship. I go along to the meetings um, very regularly with those guys and it, it's a very kingdom-minded bunch of, um, of pastors who are involved in that and um, and really very happy to see people fluidly moving from one church to another if that's what's going to um, serve the kingdom best and and so I'm not I'm not concerned that is if that's what you mean that we're going to be kind of sheep stealing and and um, yeah causing tension in that way no. I mean, that's our kind of sense and burden. Uh, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty convincing. I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced. But we appreciate you saying that. Yes. You know, yeah. Because it feels vulnerable. Yeah. Any other? Hmm. This is a good church to be part of at a time doing this um, because you're a lovely bunch and um, you know as we've looked at our values and things there is that kind of openness and that relational support and it does feel like a community that isn't precious and just wants to encourage anything that's good in the kingdom that's how it feels to me and so um, you know thank you for being that kind of community and so uh, some of you will be wondering what it means for my role. I don't know that we've... Have we talked about that? And Okay, so in terms of my role, you know, I'm, I've had, I'm working like two days a week at the moment and in that kind of families area and with John. Um, the request I've made and that the leaders have approved in principle it's going to have to come to the AGM to see if everyone is happy with it. Um, is that my role will just go to one day a week and I will continue to work with the young adults and in kind of strategic development and partnership so in, including with things like this and so I will be here at least once a month uh, on Sunday mornings but I'm also trying to clear space because we're going to be doing this every week and we need to make space for all those community connection activities 
not me being busy with Christians all the time, which is kind of my life at the moment. So um, that's kind of how we're going to start, hopefully, navigating that. You'll still see me at least kind of once a month. Um, and then all of us will are planning to come in every two months. Um, so every second time I'm here, and Erica will probably come every time I come, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. So we want to keep that connection while still actually doing this other thing properly. Yeah. Giving it a proper go. Any other questions? We Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And look, it's exciting, you know, because we're in, we're in a little group, John and Delhove and Paul and I, uh, in a little group with some other pastors in the area. And we're actually going this week to spend time with 30 other pastors on this journey where we're looking at how to be healthy, multiplying churches, right? But it's about what it's creating is a little group where we're having conversations about things like what we're about to do with other pastors in our region and how we can all partner together for this. So Lismore Baptist is right at, the, right at the heart of all of this, but it's not just Lismore Baptist. Uh, certainly Alstonville and Tweed are very much part of that co conversation at the moment, and others will be too. Like we, you know, we want to be kind of outwardly focused in that way. Any other? We've been talking about praying. So come and pray for us, please. Thank you, Steve, Erica, Delhove, and, and Rhonda. We just want to we just want to pray um, for this ministry. We pray that God will be at the centre, as we've talked about, that be at the centre of all of this. And uh, to a certain extent, there's quite a high level of excitement because it's it's not just the four of them. It's all of us as well we're all in this kind of together as well so we're going to be praying we're going to be supporting encouraging along the way so I'm going to invite Mari as uh, one of our elders to come down the front and uh, to support in prayer I'm also going to invite Paul would you like to come down as well and look now that we're doing that anybody else would like to come down we're just going to invite Steve and Erica and Dalhaven wanted to stand at the very front here and anyone else who would like to uh come around and join with them in, in as we commission this ministry and these people to the Lord in, in prayer. And I'll just get a couple of people praying and then um, I will commission. So. Father, I just give you thanks for, for putting this call on these two couples' heart, Lord, uh, and that you've set them apart, that you've, you've, you've brought them together too, Lord, set them apart and brought them together. Uh, and uh, that uh, we just pray, Lord, that you'll be with them, that you'll, you'll grow them, Lord, through these experiences. We know they'll be up and downs, Lord, uh, but we pray, Lord, that uh, they'll, you'll bless them with seeing fruit, Lord, fruit of growing your kingdom lord and uh yes lord we, we do know that your hand is is in this lord and uh lord we want to walk with them and support them in this in jesus name amen 
Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you for Steve, um, Erica, Delhove, and Rhonda. And we just acknowledge that they must be feeling nervous and that they, they feel vulnerable, Lord. And so we just pray that you will calm their nerves and that you will just remind them that you've done, you've done this before. You've, you, you called Paul out, you called the disciples out into the unknown and, and for them to go and to spread your word and to start churches, Lord. So I, I just pray that that will be on their hearts as they go out and remember that you, you call the vulnerable but you remind them that you're with them and that this is what you've called them to do and that it's not because they need to know everything about how it's going to end and, and how it's going to go along the journey, but that they'll continue to fall on you and trust in you because you know the start and the, and the start to the end and that that's, that's all that matters is that they trust you along this and that they, they respond to the call that you've given them and that's what's important. So thank you, Lord. Father, I want to just praise you for the call that's on these people's lives. And I guess when we called Steve and Erica uh, to this church, we had no idea where you were leading, but obviously you have. And so, Father, in a sense, we're releasing them to go and serve you in another community. Father, we think back to the early church and I think of the disciples sending out uh, Paul into ministry as well. And we think of uh, how he was sent out, but he came back and reported to the church all the things that God was doing. And we pray that we might see that happening here as we send these couples out, that they'll come back and report the good things you are doing and Father, we just want to thank you for that. Mm. Father, thank you that you are here. You are leading. And Father, we have no idea what this is going to end up looking like. But Father, we pray that through this ministry, many people will come to know you as their Lord and Saviour. Mm. And that's our heart's desire. Mm. In Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Father, I pray for these four. Thank you for each one of them and their hearts. I pray you might give them mighty freedom. As they go out, they won't feel constrained and have to fall into line with all the ticks and, and spots, Lord, but you'll give them freedom. And I pray you'll give them a holy boldness. Oh, Lord, we just see Paul going into the cities and uh, going to the synagogue and preaching something quite different to what the Jews have been hearing, but you gave them freedom. And some responded and others got angry. Lord, give them that freedom. Above all, Lord, I pray that you might give them love. Lord, as they talk with their neighbours, they talk with people around, Lord, that people will feel their God's love reaching out to them. Just anoint each one of them, we pray. Bless them abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, just an add-on, I pray they might see somebody come into the kingdom very early. And that you might affirm their work and you might just give a stamp of approval and say, go for it. May your hand be upon them, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Loving Heavenly Father, we, we read so often in Scripture of those who had sought to strike out in a certain direction in your service and had suffered delays or setbacks or various things, but it was when it was your right timing 
that success was there. And you know the burden that's been on the heart of your dear servants, Delhove and Rhonda, for the people of on the edges, the people who will be threatened by a large A-frame building but still need to hear your name mentioned to them. We thank you for the dedication they have had over many years to be seeking to serve you in this way and we, we now thank you that you have brought them into partnership with Steve and Erica who will bring different skills to the mission that Delhove and Rhonda have been on for so long. We thank you for the setbacks that they have experienced for that has steeled them, that has given them lessons they wouldn't have otherwise learnt. And we now pray that you will bless this next step, this partnership of these four that you have called out. And we look forward to being the ones who will be supporting and being the cheerleaders on the sidelines and being there to, uh, to celebrate the, uh, the great things that you are going to do in this ministry in the Byron Shire. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so now we, we thank you, Heavenly Father, as we commission these four, as we commission and commence this ministry called Follow. We pray that you would guide and bless, that you would go before and prepare, prepare the hearts of people, prepare the ground. We just thank you for the opportunity to be able to partner uh, with this ministry and we look forward to hearing good reports of uh, fruit that is occurring within this ministry. We thank you for the opportunity to send. We thank you for the opportunity to partner. And we commit this all to you now, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.